remember in college I made a couple beats with my friend Brian Cavelli, who is the master producer of the intro and outro and my little hook or my little saying to know that I was making a beat, which was really Brian, but we were kind of doing it together. I gave him some ideas and then we laid out. But it was Last Chance Productions, hit him with another one. Well, I'm here to hit you with another one on the Edge of Your Seat podcast, episode 45. And this is going to be a crazy postseason edition. Everything is in full force moving forward. I have on this episode St. B. Bowlers, Trenton Acuntius and Veronica Martin. They both bowl for the Bruins. Trenton made it to the sectional. Veronica on Saturday bowled in the regional and unfortunately did not make it through. St. B. did put up a tough showing. They finished 10th with 4,681 in the Girls Juliet Central Regional. Manuka ended up taking it with 6,146. Juliet West was second with 5,737. Morris third with 5,531. And Juliet Central was fourth with 5,507. The top four teams in the regional advance. So St. Bede's bowling season is over, but Trenton and Veronica were nice enough to join Edge of Your Seat Podcast to talk about their season and bowling in the postseason. I spoke to Trenton after the sectional, so his season was wrapped up, and I talked to Veronica before the regional happened. It was this past Saturday, and I spoke to her probably, you know, Thursday or Friday. So shout out to both of them for joining us, and it, both were great, great, great interviews. So thank you. Today, Monday, we had the start of Class 1A and 2A girls basketball. God, I love postseason basketball. It is my favorite. <laughs> I don't know why I had to say favorite like that, but it really is. It really is my favorite. I love postseason anything. But if you don't know me, basketball is my favorite sport of all time. I do love all the rest of them and still hold sports in general near and dear to my heart. But basketball will always have the biggest piece. I can't lie. I can't deny it. But I do love talking and playing and watching every other sport. I actually put on college gymnastics last night and watched it for about 20 minutes to a half hour. And then after that, I put on golf. And then I put on a NCAA Division II basketball game. I'll watch it all. I like to talk about it all, watch it all, do it all. I can't really do it all anymore. I'm old. My body hurts. My knees, ankles can't take it. The girls basketball players' knees and ankles can take it, and they do it very well. We are going to start with the Class 1A St. Bede Regional. Monday started the quarterfinal action. Number 5, St. Bede, defeated number 11, Depew, 58-5. That's a crazy score. One by 53 points to put them in a semifinal. 7.30 on Tuesday against number three Midland. In the other quarterfinal tonight from St. Bede, number seven Dwight defeated number nine Lamoille, Ohio, 59 to 36. So a couple of blowouts in Peru tonight. Dwight will lock up with number two Putnam County at 6 p.m. Tuesday. So Dwight and Putnam County are the first semifinal on Tuesday. 
and then St. Bede and Midland will follow at 7.30. In other noteworthy semifinals that will be taking place on Tuesday, number four, Marquette, will play number six, Henry Sinatuan, in the Gardner South Wilmington Regional at 7.30 p.m. And then we also have the West Carroll Regional. Number four, Anawan, takes on number six, West Central, in the semifinal at 7.30. On Wednesday, we have Amboy, number one seeded, one loss on the record, against number eight, Ashton Franklin Center, at 6 p.m. Wednesday. AFC gets to the semifinal after beating number 10, Kirkland Hiawatha. I like saying it like that, but it's Hiawatha from Kirkland, 55-30 tonight, which is Monday. And if you love watching our shows, I don't always give a teaser. I don't always tell you what's going to be next. But on Tuesday, we have Amboy Jr., Gabby Jones, talks about their fantastic season, what they hope to do in the postseason, talks everything Lady Clipper basketball. Gabby Jones was a great guest and had a lot to say. Very well spoken. Very, very well spoken. Please come back and listen to Gabby. You won't be disappointed. In 2A basketball, I am interested in the entire Mendota sectional. So that's four regionals. I'll try to do this breakdown real quick, but I'm super excited about this Mendota sectional and see who gets out. So I'll go to the top to the bottom of the bracket for the Mendota sectional. The Rock Falls Regional, tonight in a quarterfinal, number nine, West Carroll defeated number eight, Oregon, 46-38. West Carroll will now meet number one, Rock Falls, at 6 p.m. Wednesday. Rock Falls is tough, and they're the only team that beat Amboy. But Amboy is 1A, Rock Falls is 2A, but still, Rock Falls is very, very tough. In the other quarterfinal tonight in Rock Falls, Number five, Byron defeated number 12, Erie Prophetstown, 45-33. Byron will now meet the number four seed, Winnebago, 7-30 on Wednesday. The Geneseo Kingston Regional, number seven, Aurora Rosary, defeated number nine, Genoa Kingston, 47-25. Now, Rosary will meet number two, Rockford Lutheran, at 6 p.m. Wednesday. There's also two quarterfinals left to be played in the Genoa Kingston Regional, and they will be tomorrow, Tuesday, with number three, Johnsburg, meeting number 13, North Boone, and number six, Rockford Christian, taking on number 11, Richmond Burton. The winner of those, each game, will meet each other at 7.30 on Wednesday. At the Wheaton Academy Regional, which is in Chicago, number eight, Aurora Central Catholic, will play number 10, Elgin St. Edward, on Tuesday in a quarterfinal, and they will meet the number one seeded Marengo on Wednesday. That'll be tough. Marengo, also a beast team. And another quarterfinal on Tuesday in the Wheaton Academy Regional is Wheaton Academy itself, which is the number five seed against number 12, Samanac. They will meet Woodstock Marion, the number four seed, on Wednesday. And here's the one we've all been waiting for, the Stillman Valley Regional. I say this is the one we're waiting for because the teams that probably most familiar with. Number 7, Hall, put a 43 spot on number 10, Princeton, who scored 29. Hall will now meet number 2, Stillman Valley, 6 p.m. Tuesday. Hall and Princeton, always a dogfight, always a battle to the end. 43-29, I was following tweets and stuff, 
it was a lot closer than that for the for the most part. Also with the Stillman Valley Regional, the second game, number six Mendota clashed with number eleven Borough Valley. The Lady Trojans got the 59-34 win to meet number three Riverdale 7:30 on Tuesday. So Hall knocks out Princeton, Mendota knocks out Borough Valley, and let's see if Hall and Mendota can do more damage on Tuesday in semifinals. Another regional that I am interested in is the Pontiac Regional. Number eight Pontiac defeated number 10 Gibson City Melvin Sibley, 41 to 25. Shout out to Pontiac, my second family, people that helped raise me live in Pontiac. I go there frequently. Well, I wish it was frequently. I go there when I can to visit them. So I know the school, I know the, the city, the town, and it is, it's a cool area. I kind of like Pontiac. So they advance and they will meet number two Fieldcrest, which the Knights are having a crazy awesome season and they hope to knock out Pontiac in the semifinal 6 p.m. Wednesday. I'm excited to chat with some of these coaches and players. This week, 1A and 2A kickoff. Next week, 3A and 4A girls basketball kicks off. Following week, 1A and 2A boys. And then 3A and 4A boys the week after. Hopefully we have some squads, make some long runs. It's awesome. Playoff basketball is amazing. Just like playoff bowling. I want to thank again Trenton and Veronica for joining us. I really don't have much else to say. Lots of shows this week. Tons of shows this week. Lots of interviews in the book. Lots more to be recorded. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, anything, please send Edge of Your Seat Podcast an email at edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us, leave comments on either Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P, or Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Always much appreciated. Always love the love. Don't know where you listen to this episode, but you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Again, shout out to Brian Cavelli making the intro and outro. And with that said, let's kick it to Trenton. Put him first because he did bowl first. The sectional was over. Actually, Boy State was over. The Boy State tournament had completed before the girls regional started. That's how it goes every year. So let's go Trenton. I'll get back on the mic to say a little transition phrase before we get to Veronica. Again, thank you for listening. Come back. Tomorrow we got Gabby Jones from Amboy. Junior Lady Clipper talks about the amazing 28-1, ranked number two in the state in the IHSA Associated Press polls. So, until next time, peace. This is a great time of the year for the most part. You know, it's Illinois, so it's kind of cold, it's kind of not. Or there's snow, it looks beautiful, but then it gets slushy, and then it's kind of awful to walk outside. We've kind of been in like the middle of all those situations the last month or so, and I think the forecast says snow. My friend here, who I'm speaking with, St. Bede sophomore, Trenton Acuntius. You're excited about the snow, aren't you? I'm pretty excited. 
haven't gotten a lot, but I'm pretty excited. <laughs> now, why would you be excited about snow, Trenton? Well, the bad part is it's bad to drive in, first of all. Because it's just so hard, icky in Illinois. But I just like to see it. I like the cold. I don't really like hot too much. I'm right there with you. I think it's because we're Northern Illinois boys, and that's how it goes. Yep. You get used to it. Yes. But with the snow also comes snow days. You got to enjoy those. Yes. On your normal snow day, what are you doing? Mostly video games, but now we have the e-learning days, so. What exactly is e-learning? E-learning, it's a new thing Illinois just passed. It's where each class that you do every day at a normal school day, they will have to post email or assignment, or there's a thing called Google Classroom. You have to post something on there just to keep your students up with the classwork. So even though it's labeled a snow day and you're not really going to school, in an essence, you're still going to school. Yes, just at home. Kind of like a homeschool day. In other words, the Illinois Department of Education is getting hip to all the snow days and weather days, and they're like, hey, we have to do something about this. Yes, last year was pretty bad. Because usually when you have a snow day and you don't have the e-learning, you make up that day at the end of the year. Every time you have a snow day, you would push your last day of school one more day for each snow day. But then last year we had like a ton of snow days, so it was really bad. With this e-learning, is that going to stop? So if you have e-learning on a snow day, does that mean it's not pushing the school season into the summer? No, we already have the deadline for the day. You can't push it back anymore now that we have the e-learning, which is kind of good because then it's less days of school. But Wow, it's come a long way because we <laughs> it has been the original way. You know, if you get a snow day, then they push the, the school year. It has been that way forever. I'm not mad with it. It's less days of school. Yeah, I mean, you got to do a little studying, I guess, or looking up school stuff on a snow day, but you'd be doing that on a regular school day anyway, so. Yeah, it's not too bad, kind of because it's probably less time doing homework, because you can just start the homework right off the bat and don't have to, like, learn it all. True, and you don't have to sit by the smelly kids in class. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining our show. I appreciate it. It is Edge of URC Podcast, and I wanted to talk all kinds of stuff with you, including boys bowling. Are you ready for this? Yes. So you are a bowler for the Bruins, sophomore, like I said in the beginning, and you did something nobody else in your regional from the area. So the regional that you were in was the Juliet West Regional in LaSalle, Peru, Hall, St. Bede, Streeter, Ottawa, all of those teams were there from the area, and you were the only one to make it to sectional. So just talk about that feeling. I just played my game and hoped for the best. I was hoping I would see another kid from LP make it. He just couldn't deal with the burn down lanes. It, I mean, it happens. The one kid from LP, his name is Landon Miller. I've bowled with him for I don't know how long. It's just making sure what you know what to do when the lanes burn down. Actually, Landon Miller was just on a podcast not too long before you, so anybody that's listening to this can go back and listen to Landon Miller as well. You scored a 12.04 at regional and got you through to sectional. Uh, you did just say, you know, I just played my game. What exactly is your game? What worked well for you at the regional? First of all, not to get mad so easily. 
that's what happens to a lot of people. It's all about the mind. You always got to know when to stay positive about things because, you know, it's going to make yourself worse when you get mad at yourself. I think that's the most one of the most important things. I always say for bowling, you have to train mentally just as much as you have to physically. I think it's more mentally than it is physically. If you get mad at yourself, you're going to be, one, inaccurate, so you're not going to hit, like, the mark you want to hit on the lane. So it's going to end up not going so well, and it's just going to make yourself more mad. And then it's going to make your coach mad, so he's going to lecture you about it, and it's going to make you down on yourself. My coaches stayed positive all the way. I stayed positive, and I just pulled good. Definitely. And then that 12.04 took you to the Lockport sectional, and you told me before... We started recording here that you had a 672 heading into the, did you say second set? Yes, the fourth game. So first three games, first set. Okay. Heading, so like after the break, heading into the fourth game? Yes. So then you were 10th at that point, and you know, some other people passed you up. You finished right outside. Just talk about going into sectional and, you know, trying to give it your all to make it to state. Going to sectionals, starting off, I felt confident, but I mostly felt nervous, but it's because we've never had someone at St. Pete go to state before. But yeah, I was nervous, but after practice, I felt really confident. I knew what I was doing. I just played my game and stayed positive. Ended up bowling good, so I was happy. Heading into tournaments like the regional, sectional, things like that, do you get nervous as a sophomore? I mean, underclassmen sometimes having that many teams or individual competitors or you know the competition gets tougher in the postseason was that any worries for you no because first of all it's just helping you it's making you physically better going up against older and possibly better people it's just showing you how to play different games and show different angles on the lane and are you a left-handed or right-handed bowler i am right-handed but i throw with two hands okay okay so you kind of like heave it sort of yeah that's what I call it. I know it's not a heave. You're still rolling it. But the way your body is set up when you have both hands on it, it looks like you're heaving it. Yeah, yeah. How did you get into that, I guess, style or technique of throw rolling the ball down the lane instead of, you know, just a normal one-hand approach? When I started bowling, I actually started off one-handed when I started bowling. Before Jason Belmonte was a big person, I noticed the way that he ended up bowling. I thought maybe I could try it and... It just kind of grew on to me from there. And then he started becoming a big hit, so tried to learn how he bowled and tried to work my way up from there. And it looks like it's paying off for you. Yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely. So even though you didn't make it out of sectional, were you still happy with your postseason performances and what you were able to do throughout the season? Oh, yeah. I was pretty happy with myself because last year I only averaged about 180. I mean, it still got me to sectionals, but I feel like I improved a lot, averaging probably 200 or somewhere around there, 190 to 200. It's about a 20-pin gain, so I'm happy. And then during regionals and sectionals, I played very, very well, averaging over 200. I actually asked Coach Emmerling, that's Buck Emmerling, the St. Bede coach, I asked him to send me some numbers for you before we started talking. And your average for the season was 197, your high game was 265, and your high series was 683. So, pretty stellar job for a sophomore there, working your way up. Yo. 
knowing those numbers and what you're able to do getting to the sectional, what are you going to try to do in the off season to improve your game and, and maybe get to that state level? Accuracy. Accuracy is key to winning state and sectionals and tournaments and all that. As for me, the way I throw it, I have like a leniency of where I throw, so if I'm a little off, I still have a good chance of throwing a strike. But it just comes down to accuracy, hitting your boards, hitting your marks. It just depends on what it is, and then mentally. You were talking about how you try to stay positive and good vibes while you're at the lanes. Was there any time this season where, you know, you caught yourself maybe getting down on something that you did, you missed a spare or something like that, and you kind of had to battle back and like, hey, I can't be like that? At regionals, I actually did that. The second game, I ended up missing a spare, and then my coaches got a little doubt on me because I was having a good game because I'm pretty sure I had the front six strikes, and then I go, nine gutter and then I started to get a little down on myself and I was saying I still have a good game so I can't really down on myself I still need to shoot pretty good I could still shoot a high 200 game perfect seems like you were able to do that yep so as always the big tournaments regionals sectionals stuff like that they always have you know an intermission and we were talking about how you did well in the first part of the day at the sectional in Lockport, during those intermissions, how important is it to catch yourself, kind of rebalance, get back on the page that you want to be going into the second half of the day? Well, it's just all about, like I said, mentality, keeping yourself in the game and keep yourself focused. Even when you're still in the intermission, you still got to prep yourself for that next set. Like I said, I shot pretty good. I'm, I'm trying to stay positive, trying to keep shooting that way during the second set. And it's also a good time to catch some snacks, too, right? Yes, always. <laughs> what uh, what kind of snacks are, are you usually getting during the intermission? I just had myself a sub with some chips. And then they had some complimentary, like, cookies and stuff. So I just snagged one of those. All right, you just set up for two great questions. First of all, what is your favorite type of chips? Uh, I'm probably going to go with some kitchen cook chips. I kind of like those a lot. Uh, me, I'm not a Lay's guy. Those are just too plain for me. I can't do it. Kettle cooked. Oh, you said kettle cooked? Yes. I like the the barbecue ones. Those are pretty good. And the jalapeno ones. Those salt and vinegar ones I like to have, too. Are those your favorite kettle corn ones? I'd say yes. Good pick, good pick. I like it. You also set up a good question of your favorite type of cookie. I know it's plain, but I like to go with chocolate chip, I'd say is my favorite. How is that plain? I love chocolate chip cookies. I mean, it's one of the more obvious ones, in my opinion. True, true, true. But the best. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the only second, only runner-up for me for chocolate chip is I love M&M cookies. Yes, that's probably the same thing for me. If you and I are in the same place and there's chocolate chip cookies, are we fighting for the cookies or are we seeing who can eat the most? Depends on how many cookies there are. <laughs> great answer. Great answer. Situational. If there's one, it's definitely down to a rock, paper, scissors match. I could do it. I'm down with that. Rock, paper, scissors it is. I like that better than fighting. It gets more intense. Oh, yeah. Look at the draw. Definitely. <laughs> Perfect. Outside of bowling, do you do any other sports for the Bruins? Another main sport I like to do is golf. 
just gets me exercise and gets me in shape. And it's just before bowling season, so it kind of keeps me in shape before bowling season. In the spring, I'll be doing tennis. I did it last year for the first time, and I kind of liked it. So you are now a three-sport athlete. I actually did four last year. When I was bowling last year, I also did basketball. But then I had to like limit myself from playing basketball because of tournaments mints for bowling and stuff like that. I gotcha. So out of all the sports that you do, is bowling your favorite? I'd say so, yes. Is it the one that you've been doing the longest? When did you start bowling? Actually, I started bowling when I was six. So it's been 10 years. Golfing, I say it's probably started around 10, so it's not as long. But it's just, it's still pretty long in my opinion. Did you start bowling with the help of your father, Eric Acuntius, who is the assistant coach for St. Bede? Yes, uh, he was the one that actually kind of got me into it because I saw that he used to be a former pro, so I kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps. Has he helped you along the way? I mean, he's assistant coach, so I guess he's asked to do that, but is he also taking you aside, you know, helping your game out as well? Yes, definitely. I don't think I'd be in the position I am now without him. He obviously must love it. Pro, A former pro. He's an assistant coach at a high school. Things like that. Is it cool having something that you share with your father? Kind of build bonds? Yes. I think it's bowling is really the thing that keeps us together. It's like that most important thing. Do you guys bowl a lot together like outside of the high school aspect of bowling? Oh yeah, we go and practice all the time. Toughest question. Can you beat your dad? I sometimes do. But what I do, I kind of brag about it and see what he reacts about it and see what happens. How does he take it? Does he beat you the next, like, ten straight games? Uh, usually. <laughs> That's a true competitor in your father right there. Yeah, I end up bragging, then he just starts kicking my butt. <laughs> That's what fathers are supposed to do. So one sport you did not mention that you play is football. Do you at least watch it? Did you catch the Super Bowl? I did. I thought it was a great game. Who did you pick to win it before the game? I had the Chiefs going because they haven't been there in so long. I feel like they deserved it. 50 years. That is insane. Yep. Very crazy. But yeah, it was a great game. And Patrick Mahomes is probably my favorite player in the NFL now. I mean... He's an MVP with two interceptions, but it happens. <laughs> it just showed. You know, you can make a mistake and bounce back and help your team win a game. Yeah. He really, like, kind of worked off his two interceptions and just played good. And ended up winning. I feel like there's a message in there. So, like, even if you're on at the bowling alley and you miss a spare, you know there's many more spares that you can catch. Maybe there's yeah. a learning lesson there. Yep, every pin counts. Just like every throw to a pass counts. Are you a big football fan even outside of the Super Bowl? Yeah, I watch it with my family a lot. My, me and my dad watch a lot. Basketball, football. whole family likes to watch baseball. All right, what are your favorite teams in football, basketball, and baseball? Basketball, I'd say, is probably the Bulls. I just stick with the Bulls in Chicago. I know they haven't been doing good lately, but... They're going to get some players, and they're going to be good. I just feel it soon. All right, NFL? That, too. I'll probably go with the Bears. Great defense. I'm hoping to get some picks for the offense this year. New quarterback when it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much pressure on Mitch, but it happens. I mean, you've got to learn how to deal with pressure, but 
Yeah, no doubt. The last two seasons, more last year than this year, showed signs of brilliance. So I'm just hoping that peaks out a little more than it has. I mean, yeah, he's had his good games and he's had his bad games. It just happens a lot. And then, of course, baseball. I'm guessing, let me guess, you are a Cubs fan. Nah, my whole family is a Cardinals fan. Oh, nice. Nice little switch, the Cardinals. It's kind of weird because, like, my dad's side of his family, my grandparents, they they like the Cardinals, and then on my mom's side, they like the Cubs, so it's kind of like a little rivalry. We all get together when there's, like, a Cubs versus Cardinals match, and we kind of, like, get, like, bragging rights for whoever wins. That's a pretty cool family thing, though. Yeah. Definitely. Very cool, very cool. Is there anything else that you want to talk about bowling before I let you go? I mean, if you want to take an interest in bowling, just remember to focus just like every other sport and have fun. Best thing is to have fun. I know when you're starting off and you feel like you're going to need to do good, do good. Like some of our kids on my team this year, it's their first year and they're getting down on themselves and they're getting mad. I'm like, it's your first year. You still have two more years after this. You guys are my age. You guys have two more years. You have two more chances. That's why I wasn't so mad when I didn't make it to stay. I have two more years. I have two more years to work on. So just have fun when playing the game. It's not like it has to be super serious practice. You can have fun when you want to. I wish I had like the uh, message time thing from Blue's Clues. I would have put it right there. That was a great message. Thank you for joining us, Trenton. It has been awesome discussing bowling, other sports, everything else with you, especially potato chips and cookies. Who doesn't want to talk about those? I don't know. But thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Hopefully we can have you back sometime. Oh, yes, definitely. I really enjoy it again. We go from one St. B sophomore bowler to another. Trenton Aconscious made it to the sectional. Congrats to him. Still got two more years to prove that he can do whatever he wants. More sectional bursts. He made it last year, this year, maybe state tournaments, who knows. Now we go to Veronica Martin, sophomore for the Lady Bruins. Went to the regional, did not make it to sectional, unfortunately, but was super hyped for the postseason and for the season itself. I did talk to her before the regional, which was this past Saturday. Today is Monday. So just a couple days ago, but she is hungry and I know she is going to work her tail off in the off season to try to get further next season. Without further ado, here's Veronica. End of winter sports is here, which seems super crazy. Seems like they just started and now all of a sudden, bam, we have regionals and state tournaments and all this other stuff girls bowling is going into regionals and i have a girls bowler here that is excited to get the tournaments underway get into the postseason see how far she can go of course i am talking about saint bead sophomore veronica martin how's it going today veronica good how are you i am doing well i'm really excited to talk to you about some bowling I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> That's perfect, perfect. So we know you're a sophomore, but when did you start bowling? How long have you been doing this game that is a sport and that is awesome? Well, I started bowling when I was in fourth grade, but then I broke my arm, so I had to bowl left-handed, so I didn't actually start until fifth grade. So you have been bowling for a long time then? Yes. Awesome. What do you think is your strength in your bowling? What do you do best at the bowling lanes? I think my 
10 pins are one of my strongest. Is that going to be, you know, something that you look forward to be a high spot when you start regionals this week? Uh, yes. Just talk about the excitement level. I mean, you're a sophomore going into a regional. It could sometimes be frightening. It can be, you know, awesome because you're a competitor. What is your mentality, mindset going into the tournament? We got moved to different regional this year. So there's a lot more, like, advanced schools. All of us girls are trying to just, like, have some of us go as an individual because we don't know if we're going to be able to go as a team. But if, like, the lanes are good to us and we go really well, then we'll have a really high shot of going as a team. Besides, um, you know, picking up the 10-pin and stuff like that, I mean, what else is going well for you? I mean, you're averaging 164 a game, your high game is 215, and your high series for the season is 579, so you're obviously putting up good scores. What else is going well for you that is making it able to have those kind of scores? We've been working on my consistency, so that has been up a lot since the beginning of the season. Awesome. Is that something that you've been working on since freshman year? Yes. What has been the difference between, you know, freshman and sophomore year? What are some things that um, maybe you got more comfortable with or, you know, things like that, things that are, have made sophomore year easier for you than freshman year? Sophomore year was easier because, like, this year I actually know all the girls on the bowling team, and last year I didn't know any of them. So it's more comfortable to be with them this year because I know them more. So even though bowling is an individual sport, just talk about how important, you know, team camaraderie and having those people behind you, how important that really is. You have to do good by yourself, but you also need everyone else to do good because if you do good as a team, that's what gives you more of an advantage than other teams. Just talk about the team in general. Do you guys get along, like, outside of the bowling lanes or the bowling alley? Do you guys talk or, or are pretty friendly outside of the sport? Most of us talk all the time, like, during school, because some of us are in, like, the same classes. But then if we don't see each other, like, during school or outside of school, we'll text each other every once in a while, and in the hallway, we'll say hi to each other whenever we see each other. So that makes it kind of cool being on the bowling team too, huh? Because you got friends that you're playing a, a game with, playing a sport with. Yes. Is bowling the only sport that you play for the Lady Bruins? I play tennis too. Did you play tennis last year? Yes. Since the girls' tennis season is before bowling, just talk about that and how, you know, playing another sport helps you with all sports. I mean, it kind of gets you moving and get the energy pumping for most of the school year. In tennis, it's a lot of, like, arm muscle, so it helps you build up your muscle for bowling, which helps during bowling season. Just talk about the tennis season and, you know, how it kind of, you know, besides strengthening your arms and stuff, how it gets you prepped to, you know, continue playing sports throughout the whole year. It makes you want to work harder for other sports, and it makes you more competitive because it's the first sport of the year, and it helps you with the other sports for the rest of the season. How long have you been playing tennis? Two years. Also just last year and this year? Yes. Was it an easy sport for you to pick up or is there things that you still feel like you're struggling with? There are still things I'm struggling with. 
What do you like most about the game of tennis? I think it's pretty fun. Uh, I like running back and forth on the court because it helps like strengthen like your leg muscles too, which are also important in bowling. Like when you have to bend your knee, and because you have to like push with your legs. So between tennis and bowling, which one's your favorite? Bowling. Is bowling your favorite sport? Yes. Well, bowling and sports can't be your entire life. I know as a sophomore, high school girl, you got to be into movies. Yep. Talk about some movies that you've seen lately that you've enjoyed. I really like Breakthrough and Overcomer. They're more of like religious movies, but it's also, like most of it's not. It talks about like God and all that in it. It's inspirational because it shows what God can do for people. All right, and what were they called again? Breakthrough and Overcomer? Yes. There we go. We got a plug out for your couple favorite movies that you've watched lately. Well, Veronica, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you.